0: Hey hipsters, welcome to the hip health is power podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Anna Esperham Evans. Thanks so much for tuning in and supporting the podcast to help women and their families stay well, heal, and recover from chronic pain and illness. I am a triple board certified physician. I have certifications in the field of wellness, integrative and functional medicine and pediatrics, and I'm an avid homesteader. I'm a chicken whisperer, a wildlife lover, and I love Wonder Woman. We have a team of healthcare professionals here that provide real and evidence-based information to educate and provide resources for women wellness. And our goal is truly to build a community for all of us to teach ourselves that we are truly more powerful than we know and can heal if we put the work in. And I'm also legally obligated to tell you my disclaimer. The HIP Health is Power podcast and website offers information regarding health, wellness, medicine, supplements, therapies, nutrition, fitness, and well-being for educational purposes only. I am a physician, but not your physician, so you should not rely on this information to substitute or replace any professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or healthcare plan. And I also wanted to let everyone know here that we're going to have an exciting opportunity at Health is Power here here in hopefully the next month that we're going to launch a members club for women um, who are dealing with chronic pain, chronic illness, or who really want to be determined and persistent at um, healing and recovering from chronic pain and chronic illness. So what we're going to do is for the founding members of the Members Club give a huge discount um, for pretty much life. And we're also going to offer um, a little bit more kind of one-on-one sessions um, with the group, just because you guys are the founding members. And so if you are interested, you can email us at hello at com, or go over on Instagram and DM us um, and send us your contact info, and then we'll put you on the waitlist and so what will be cool about the Members Club is that we're probably going to have at least one webinar and one Q&A per month with a health challenge that um, kind of has a consistent theme throughout the month. And then also um, join in on our private Facebook group where um, me and my other team members are going to show up um, throughout the week Um at Facebook. So um, we're looking forward to it. Anyway, I just wanted to um, create a little bit excitement about it. And if anyone's interested, just go ahead and contact us. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Hips Health is Power, episode number 20, how to treat sleep and pain issues. I'm your host, Dr. Anna M.D., and we're going to talk about how sleep affects pain and how pain affects sleep. So, because pain is a bio psychosocial phenomenon, meaning that there is a physical component, there is an environmental component, a psychological component, and a relationship component. So, really, pain has to be managed truly holistically and take into account all the domains of wellness instead of just pharmaceuticals, instead of just procedures. Because insomnia is unfortunately one of the most common sleep disorders for individuals with chronic pain, chronic headaches, chronic migraines, and sleep and stress are the top triggers for pain, pain flares for individuals dealing with fibromyalgia, joint pain, migraines and headaches, for example, but having pain also causes sleep to be disrupted as we all know for all of us individuals who deal with pain. So which one causes the other? Well, at this point, they both have an influence on each other, but what has been found in several prospective studies is that sleep disturbance or sleep issues, magnifies pain more than pain magnifies sleep issues. So really, sleep issues have been found to be uh, more important in terms of causing pain down the road. So why is sleep so important for decreasing pain or preventing pain? Because sleep is basically essential in regulating our bodies, bringing us back into homeostasis, taking care of our immune system. And when we can't sleep, the chaos of our bodies persist and then they continue. So nothing can regenerate, nothing can repair itself if we don't sleep. And over time, we're just a ticking time bomb until that pain just overflows. So one particular sleep function, though, is to take out the trash in the brain and the nervous system at night um, that we build up during the day. And this is accomplished through the lymphatic system, the brain's own lymphatic system, um, which we didn't know until about a decade ago. So the brain's lymphatic system only works when we're sleeping and if we don't sleep we cannot clean out the pain causing inflammatory substances in our nervous system and our brain so then these little guys just hang out and cause more pain in our bodies because when we're not sleeping we're not taking them out to the trash so what kind of sleep issues cause worse pain so not getting enough sleep for example, teens who are getting only six hours of sleep um, when they need nine to 10 hours, and adults who are only getting you know five to six hours of sleep when they need seven to nine hours of sleep. Fragmented sleep also can worsen pain, waking up in the middle of the night multiple times, for example not getting enough deep sleep or not getting enough REM sleep Um, and REM sleep is kind of like our dream state. So like when people don't feel fully refreshed when waking up in the morning, they not have, they may not have had a full sleep cycle or may not have had enough deep sleep or REM sleep or either, or sleep apnea is also um, a number one sleep issue that can worsen pain. So not being able to breathe well during sleep. And most often this occurs, for example, when um, they're when we're overweight, but not for all people who are overweight. Some thin people can also get sleep apnea, but it is one of the more common causes when um, we do have weight issues. Restless sleep or restless leg syndrome. So not having enough iron or neurotransmitters like dopamine that prevent movement during sleep. So when we're moving around during sleep, we're not getting enough sleep. And that's a particular syndrome called restless leg syndrome. Um, And that can be caused by not having enough iron in the body or not having enough dopamine. Um, And so when that happens, our legs, they just like feel like they got to move. Um, And so we're not getting good sleep when that happens. Narcolepsy is also um, a factor in causing worsening pain. And that is daytime sleepiness or falling asleep during the day. So only one night of sleep loss can increase pain. What is what they've studied or even too much sleep or changing your sleep routine can increase pain or worsen pain. And the longer we suffer sleep problems, the longer it takes to decrease pain over time. So when, when do symptoms of pain develop after sleep issues or sleep problems? So one, um, study had found that sleep problems in childhood increases risk of developing pain two to three years later. Um, so that's pretty significant. So even, you know, when we're not thinking that we're having sleep disorder, but maybe we're tired throughout the day, throughout the day, that's when we need to consider talking to a healthcare practitioner, um, to see if there is something going on there. What symptoms are, Or disorders cause worsening sleep and pain issues and so that is what we'll commonly think of depression and generalized anxiety disorder or even just poor stress coping or mood disorders they are known to worsen both sleep and pain issues in fact stress actually causes insomnia so not allowing you to go into deep sleep because maybe your heart rate may be too revved up the stress chemicals and your fight-or-flight nervous system is still on when it should be resting and relaxing Um, What are some medications that are generally helpful for both sleep and pain? Well, that is typically the most common one being used is gabapentin, and that's known to treat nerve pain, but also is used off-label for fibromyalgia, headaches, and migraines, uh, above other things, among other things, and is also very helpful to increase REM sleep. It increases, that's our dream state. To increase deep sleep, that's our sleep when the lymphatic or the brain's lymph system is working and taking out the trash and repairing our body and, and increasing our immune system and increases the length of sleep as well as decreases nighttime awakening. So gabapentin does it all, but it does cause drowsiness, vision issues for some individuals and may not tolerate it. Um, amitriptyline or nortriptyline are the tricyclic antidepressants that are also known as, um, they also help with kind of muscle relaxants as well. Um, they can also help with sleep issues, more amitriptyline than nortriptyline. Amitriptyline is super sedating, but some of these can cause leg movement issues at night, though very rare and constipation and significant hangover, drowsy feeling for several weeks until one develops a tolerance. And it can also affect your heart's rhythm, which is potentially dangerous. So what supplements are generally beneficial for both sleep and pain? Well, we all know melatonin helps us fall asleep, but did you know it can also decrease inflammation and pain? It's actually being studied um, in migraines right now as a preventive um, and also for post-traumatic headaches or um, concussions, for example. And so melatonin actually is an anti-inflammatory when used at higher doses, and it stabilizes cell membranes. And it blocks glutamate, which is a substance known to cause pain in the nervous system, as well as blocks um, another pain-causing substance in the nervous system called CGRP. So, but but this only works when melatonin is used in higher doses, as I said, usually between 3 to 20 milligrams a night. Um, However, one usually has to titrate up to higher doses, Um, otherwise it can cause significant drowsiness during the day, and then crazy dreams, and for some reason, nighttime urination and uresis. Another supplement that has been studied, well, two supplements actually, um, but only in animal studies that I could find specifically for sleep were GABA and L-theanine, and these are just amino acids that are very um, kind of like the rest relax amino acids, and they have been found to prolong sleep and, and get animals to sleep faster in some of those studies. L-theanine is generally well tolerated for most people. Um, Sometimes what I know about GABA um, can make you flushed or feel tingly in the first week or two upon taking it. Um, So those were just a couple supplements and now we can get into like food and nutrition and There isn't yet much research on this, but what they're finding is that there is a relationship with food, nutrition, and sleep, and actually food and pain as well, but we'll get into that down the road. So for example, if someone has gluten sensitivity or celiac disease and they don't know it, this may actually disrupt their sleep when they're eating gluten. Or if someone eats too late before bedtime, this can cause like a stealthy reflux or a stealthy indigestion, which also stops sleep. So you may not even know that you're having a little bit of reflux or even indigestion. Um, If someone eats too spicy food or maybe too difficult to digest food um, during the day, that actually can um, worsen sleep issues that night. Um, it all depends on the person in terms of what can cause gut issues um, at night. Um, so it, it is great to pay attention to, um, to what we're eating and it's just focusing on really healthy eating and trying to eat earlier um, in the day rather than later at night. So iron is also another big nutritional component that when unbalanced or deficient um, can potentially cause headache pain or it can also cause difficulty sleeping. So if you have a healthcare practitioner that checks labs, make sure that it's not just a CBC. Um, It has to be ferritin, which is iron storage and an iron panel and a CBC, which is a complete blood cell count. A CBC by itself does not tell you if you're iron deficient. It has to be ferritin plus iron panel plus CBC. The reason why is because ferritin is the iron storage, which is the first thing to decrease when someone has iron deficiency, the storages go down. So ferritin always needs to be between 50 to 70. And so always review your labs because some practitioners, unfortunately, weren't trained in iron and unfortunately don't know this. It's not their fault, but just know that the ferritin needs to be between 50 and 70. Otherwise we supplement. So if ferritin or the iron storage is below 50. Then starting off with a prescription for iron or some individuals get it over the counter, generally taken with vitamin C because it's so difficult to absorb without vitamin C for about three months daily under the care of a practitioner's usually the recommended treatment. However, iron can cause constipation um, and stomach aches, more often constipation, so some individuals really have to titrate down and work their way back up. And usually more people tolerate it with food, though it is easier absorbed on an empty stomach. Another big nutritional piece is vitamin D. Um, vitamin D has been found to be lower in individuals with insomnia, pain, and restless leg syndrome. And I'm sure it's been low in other um, syndromes or autoimmune disease, for example, as well. But today we're focusing on insomnia um, and pain or you know, sleep issues like restless leg syndrome. So vitamin D supplementation, vitamin D supplementation has also been shown to help migraines and certain types of inflammatory pain. And so just a tip, like most people become deficient in vitamin D by February if they're above or below the equator and not supplementing. So for example, I take vitamin D3 with K2. Um, K2 um, helps... with vitamin D that it helps bind calcium onto the bone and it also helps with cardiovascular um, prevention of cardiovascular disease potentially and I'll take 4,000 units a day from September through May every year um, as I live in the Kansas City area so that's all I wanted to go through today as it is a lot and so I want to do this in pieces so the next one is um, we are going to have another episode on other treatments and therapies for sleep issues and maybe getting into more of the mind body therapies and how to. So, we will see you all next week or over on Instagram or maybe in our members club with the launch coming late September for the final sign up. So, we're super excited about that. Um, and, well, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. That means so much to us. If you enjoyed and found this podcast episode helpful, please subscribe if you haven't already. Rate us if you haven't and review us if possible on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, wherever you're at. Supporting our podcast brings really this awesome information to more women everywhere. And together with you, we really truly can further our mission For all women to be their healthiest and most powerful selves without you, we couldn't reach as many of these women that need the help that we can offer. So find us on Instagram at health underscore is underscore power. Snap a pic anytime, tag us that we know who you are and what you'd like to hear about on the show. Even maybe some of your pain points, struggles, or more resources um, that you'd like to know more about. And you can check um, out healthispowher.com. That's our website, which has the show notes, but also uh, our episode, episodes are embedded on that website with informational articles, recipes, um, and more. Peace, love, and power.